Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. In our last study, we introduced a critical parable. Today on Drawing Near, we will deal with the rest of this valuable parable and see its application for our lives. So let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 19, and learn about a critical parable. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, as we come to you today, we come humbly acknowledging your mastery over all of creation. We thank you, Father, for the way you have created, and in your creation you've created us in your image and likeness. You've given us the ability above all creation to know you, to worship you, and serve you. We are like you in so many ways, and yet, Father, we have sinned, and Father, we deal with that aspect of this in this parable. Help us to understand the nature of sin or the nature of our relationship with you and how we can fail at it or succeed, and Father, we thank you that through faith in Jesus Christ, we can succeed in our relationship with you, and thank you for your abundant grace and mercy that covers our failures through faith in Jesus. Now guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We're going to begin reading in Luke 19, beginning in verse 15. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded his servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. In our last study, Jesus shared a parable That started by saying that a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive a kingdom and to return. And we talked about Jesus in this parable being this certain nobleman who was going to die on the cross, who was going to go to heaven, ascend into heaven, and then he promised to return. And in preparation for his leaving, his departure, he called ten of his servants together and delivered to them ten minas or ten pieces of money and told them to do business until he returns. The citizens of this nobleman's region, those that he was over, did not like him. They did not want this man to reign over him. They did not want Jesus to reign over him. And so as we come to today's study, we understand that not only has Jesus departed, but he's letting us know, this is why this parable is so critical, he's letting us know what is going to take place when he returns. What is he going to do? And so it was when he returned, he had received the kingdom. And then he calls his servants together to whom he'd entrusted his belongings, his money. And he asked them what they had done with the minas or the money while he was gone. In verse 16, it says, Then the first came, saying, Master, your mina has earned ten mina. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you are faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Master, your mina has earned five minas. Likewise, he said to him, you also be over five cities. Then the other came, saying, Master, here is your mina, which I have kept. Put away in a handkerchief, for I feared you, because you are an austere man or a severe man. You collect what you did not deposit, reap what you did not sow. The picture that we're seeing develop here is one of accountability. An accountability to a master, to a lord, who has a kingdom. He has entrusted his possessions to his stewards. He has given them a stewardship. 
He has gifted them with his responsibility, with his riches, with his property, and he has asked them to do something with it, to increase his holdings. And he went away, and when he came back, he's holding his stewards accountable. And those are the three things we need to understand. We have a master, we have a stewardship, and there will be an accountability. What does this accountability look like? Well, according to this passage, and then a parallel passage, a similar parable in Matthew, those individuals who have taken the master's resources and have invested it and gained anything from it are rewarded. They're not rewarded if they've done really well versus not so well. As long as they have invested, as long as they've labored, as long as they've worked, they are rewarded. And so the one who invested one mina, he returned to the master ten minas. One who invested another mina had returned to the master five minas. Now there were ten servants, there were ten minas given, and we're only told about three of these. We're given an illustration of the kind of response the master has to the stewardship of his servants. So we come to the critical part here. There comes another servant saying to the master, here is your mina. You gave me one, I'm giving it back to you. I didn't steal it, but I didn't invest it. Rather, I kept it in a handkerchief. I just folded it up and protected it because I feared that you were an austere man, a severe man. You collect what you did not deposit, you reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, out of your mouth, I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man, collecting what I did not deposit, reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? Now, we cannot get hung up on this servant's opinion of his master. Just because the servant says the master is austere or severe, and we know that the master, the nobleman, represents the Lord Jesus Christ, just because that's the servant's view doesn't make it true. And the master responds, out of your own mouth, I will judge you. You believe this to be true, therefore I'm going to judge you according to your words. What happens here is this servant just squanders this opportunity. He doesn't put it to use at all. He doesn't risk anything. He is lazy. He just does nothing at all. And so the master is going to judge him accordingly. In verse 24, we're told, And he said to those who stood by, Take the miner from him and give it to him who has ten minus. But they said to him, Master, he has ten minus. The master replies, For I say to you, that to everyone who has will be given, and from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But bring here those enemies of mine, who did not want me to reign over them, and slay them before me. In this parable, the lazy servant simply has his responsibility stripped from him and given to another. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus calls this servant a wicked lazy servant and has him bound and thrown into the fire and burned, while the other faithful stewards received a well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. But in this parable, rather than casting this wicked servant into the fire, he deals with the enemies of the master of the nobleman who did not want him to receive the kingdom. It is they who are brought to him, these enemies who did not want him to reign over them, and they are commanded to be slain before him. Now, whether you're looking at Matthew's gospel, where the wicked lazy servant 
is cast out, or in this account where the enemies are slain before the master, we realize the severity of this judgment. We have an authority over us. We have a master over us. We serve him. Too many people have this attitude that God serves them, that they just tell God what they want and he's supposed to do it. He's supposed to provide this perfect world, this perfect life. They don't take into account our sin, the redemption that he has purchased for us through Jesus Christ. They believe God owes them. We are the servant. The Lord Jesus Christ is the master. He has entrusted gifts and responsibility to us, and he is going to return and hold us accountable. And we need to know that. There is a judgment coming. If we faithfully and truly love the Lord Jesus and follow him, we will be faithful in our responsibilities. And if we are not faithful in our responsibilities, we reveal a wickedness and a laziness, a lack of faith in the Lord that is in our hearts. And so we need to understand this. And yet in this parable, those enemies who do not want Jesus to rule over them are seen as slain. We know they're going to be cast into hell. This is a critical passage of Scripture that puts into perspective the Lord's authority and our responsibility to him. And we need to ask ourselves, are we being good stewards? Are we being good servants of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we doing what we're supposed to do? And there might be a good question to ask here. What is it exactly we are supposed to do? Well, there's a a salvation, a holiness that we're entrusted with. There's a righteous calling, the commands of the Lord Jesus Christ to live and to love and to serve. We're called to do that. We're entrusted with that responsibility. We have a gospel message to proclaim to the nations. We are to provide God with worship. The stewardship that we're given is our eyes are opened and we are able to see the truth and live accordingly, fulfilling all of these responsibilities. Now, we're not given equal amounts of responsibility. The Lord Jesus Christ has given us our responsibility, our stewardship, according to his will, and we need to be faithful with that. So wherever you've been called in Christ, you have to serve there and do your best in serving him. These things are critical. But whatever we do, we cannot be wicked and lazy and do nothing because we are in danger. Nor can we be enemies of God and just reject his servant, his messenger, who is going to return and judge the nations. This is a critical passage that puts into perspective what we have been entrusted with and what is yet to come, an accounting, a judgment. I pray that we would understand these things, that we would be forewarned based on what we've been told, and that we would respond accordingly with faith and faithfulness. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage. And as we get ready to go to Jerusalem with the Lord Jesus Christ, help us to put all of these things we've been learning into perspective. Help us not to just be like the man who looks into the mirror and walks away and forgets. Help us to hear and to do, hear and remember. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.